Welcome back to the Phenomenal Fan Podcast, episode number 15. Lucky number 15. Going to be an action-packed episode. A lot of things changing in the world of sports. NFL players flying all over the map. Major League Baseball players signing massive contracts at different teams, different destinations. And LeBron James getting laughed at in his face on the court. So a lot to cover. We'll try to get to it all. But thanks for tuning in. And uh, let's just go. All right, Jared, welcome back Howdy. to the Phenomenal Fan Podcast. We're here, we're live, we're ready to go, we're live on YouTube. We are actively checking our Twitter feeds as we speak because, my God, can any type of news break at any moment that would just shift the entire outcome of how an entire league will unfold in the following season. We've had... Bunch of MLB guys signed free agency contracts, still waiting on a couple more. We've had like superstar NFL players just traded, signed, leaving, not leaving, but also they're going to leave. Like it was just a wild period of time between our last episode and our episode right now. Starting off uh, in the NFL, like we mentioned. Before we get into the guys that have been traded so far, because we will definitely get to that, there's been talks about Baker Mayfield and his future with the Cleveland Browns as their quarterback. There's been some breaking news that's gone on in the last four or five hours that have definitely decided <laughs> Baker Mayfield's fate as a Browns quarterback. But before that news even came out, it sounded like the Browns were kind of over Baker Mayfield. Baker knew that. Didn't want to officially like request a trade. So it was like a whole weird situation. But Baker Mayfield no longer Browns quarterback. And before we get into the other guys, starting with Baker, former first round pick, Jared. First overall pick, number one pick in the fucking NFL draft. Oklahoma quarterback. Heisman Trophy winner. Never really lived up to the expectation. Maybe it's his talent level. Maybe it's the offensive scheme in Cleveland. We don't know. Where the hell is Baker Mayfield going to be playing NFL football next year? He's going to have a job, but, like, yeah. where? Yeah, a, a guy, a Heisman winner, a guy that's been in the league for, you know, less than how – many, how many years is it now? Five? Five years, maybe? This going to be well, yeah. fifth or sixth? Yeah, or, something like that. Some, something like that, yeah. you know. Anywhere from four to six. I don't, I'm not sure. The COVID year yeah. messed us up, so yeah, um, that, that's what I'm gonna account for. Anyway, don't know. Um, yeah. What What's kind of funny is that he wasn't in on the deal with the Texans. 
Correct. With Deshaun for Deshaun Watson. Correct. It's it's kind of it's kind of weird that he didn't co- like go with him or go with the the first rounders or or whatever it is. Um, just to give them a quarterback some sort of. I mean, l- l- I'm I'm sure Texans fans would be pumped to have Baker Mayfield over Davis Mills. And I know, like we talked about, like we don't love Baker Mayfield right now because, but he has been injured, you know. So like I still believe this guy's can can get it done. Yeah, he I just, has stuff in the tank. It's just a weird. I just think it was a situation where, if you look at Oklahoma's offense, like obviously he had a lot of success. Also, the Big Twelve in college football is a defensive nightmare on in a bad way meaning the defense in the big 12 is bad it's fucking bad and it's not a coincidence that every fucking year the big 12 has some superstar quarterback who's a heisman trophy nominee and he's putting up fucking video game numbers uh you know and that's why it holds more weight when guys in other conferences put up similar numbers because it's like if you're a good quarterback in the sec or in the Big Ten, that holds a lot more weight than being a good quarterback in the Big 12 because Baker Mayfield was electric at Oklahoma and has just not been electric in the NFL. He hasn't been complete dog shit, but he's been pretty bad. Kyler Murray may be one of the only guys that's really fully transferred the pure electricity from his days in Big 12 as a quarterback to the NFL. Baker Mayfield has not, but we don't know if he's just been in a shit can situation in Cleveland with the lack of commitment to the passing game. Obviously they've had Nick Chubb, Kareem hunt, lots of great running backs, but that would also make you think that the passing game for Baker would have been good. Cause he would have had a nice complimentary run game. You had guys like OBJ, but you also heard OBJ. That's why OBJ left Cleveland. He's like, I, I don't like Baker you know, I don't like the system and all that stuff. Doesn't sound like it's very passer friendly in Cleveland. So I don't know where Baker's going to end up. Yeah, and it's like, I'd like to see him like, somewhere starting because I think he still needs to get that opportunity, right? As a starter. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's fair for Baker to have like really maintained his, his shit as like a person. A lot of people were saying that Baker Mayfield was going to be off the basically field. Johnny Manziel 2, 2.0. There's yeah. going to be issues. And for him to have like kept it like a clean record, like you know, there's never been no talk about him out getting pissed pounding at some nightclub and <laughs> yeah. smacking a chick's ass, you know, whatever it could be. Like a lot of shit that, you, that, that happened with Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel so for him to have yeah. like kept it, like really kept himself together and like. Obviously, he's probably got been frustrated a little bit. Like, I still think that this guy deserves you know, a shot somewhere and oh, for sure. I'm not sure where that, where, where, where that's going to be. And it's like, it's kind of weird because there's a lot of young, like first round uh, quarterbacks in the league starting right now. Like you have guys like, like usual landing spots for guys like this, like, um, like the jets or the Jaguars, you know, like they, or even like the giants, they, they all have young quarterbacks that like, they still, like they still believe in, especially the Jags and the jets. These guys are second year pros. Zach Wilson had flashes where he was like, yeah, he threw some ridiculous balls. Trevor Lawrence, obviously, was people were chomping at the bits to get him for the last four years, you know. So it's like weird because he can't just go to one of those spots and just jump in and be the starter right now, um, which leaves you with very limited options around the NFL. So, like, like I said, like it's weird that he wasn't part of the Texans trade because he could go in and be the starter there. Yeah, I'm sorry, but Davis Mills isn't isn't going to start over a Heisman correct trophy trophy winning quarterback, you know, um, or you know what, 
What about like a something like Seattle? Is Seattle gonna is Drew yeah. Lock or Geno Smith? The guy, the Seattle, yeah, Geno Smith. So, so there's like some potential there. I mean, I've still, but the thing is, I know that some people are still high on Lock because he had flashes with the Broncos where he could throw the rock. But I don't know. Yeah, an interesting situation and pretty shitty for Baker just to be, to get outed by somebody that's got fucking 400 sexual assault or allegations (laughs) or whatever yeah you you know what i mean like and not only did you get you like did you get outed by him but the fucking they really smacked you in the face by giving him 200 million dollars of fully guaranteed 230 230 full 230 oh yeah 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 it's funny because i could brush over 30 million dollars at this point that's how fucking ludicrous some of these contracts are five yeah 230 million dollars fully guaranteed the motherfucker hasn't played football for all we know, he's going to show up. Yeah, you know, he's going to show up. He's going to look like, you know, Jamarcus Russell when he came back, you know. And he's <laughs> Eddie Lacy. Probably not. Deshaun. Deshaun is a fucking dynamic quarterback. Yeah. Like, anybody would have loved to, get, to have gotten him. But it's like, for you to not be in the league, going through all these legal things, the NFL was pretty hush-hush on it, to be honest. Uh, you, you didn't hear enough about it because they want him to be in the league, obviously. And then... You're Baker Mayfield, and you're sitting there being like, I kind of want to get traded, and then all of a sudden, Sean comes in, and then they just throw the fucking bag at him. You know, yeah. it's like, God, that's a fucking, that's a tough situation. Yeah, man, so. it's a good transition to, like, you, you, we've been talking about, but if you hadn't heard by now, Sean Watson had been going to legal al- uh, allegations, sexual misconduct, whatever you want to call it stuff. He was acquitted on, like, a bunch of the charges. I guess that's just, like, opened him up to be available. I'm still confused on that whole aspect because it sounds like he still has a bunch of pending allegations and legal shit to go through but whatever i guess so he's like now he's available and the texans were shopping him around and it was a lot of a lot of the the decision making on his destination was from deshaun himself he was giving the texans a list of guys or teams that he wanted to play on not here, not here, not here. And then it sounded like he narrowed it down to a couple, two different teams. One of them being Atlanta because he has ties to Atlanta as a city. And I think it was maybe the Panthers. I don't know. I could be, could be brushing over the, the few teams that were involved, but I know the, the Falcons were one of them. And out of nowhere today, Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter both come out and they say, breaking news Deshaun Watson has waived his no trade clause and personally requested that he goes to the Browns. And everyone was like, what? Like the fucking Browns? That as a quarterback yeah, would be that's like where you want to go. Yeah, that would be like probably the last place, one of the last places I would pick. Cold weather, AFC North have never been known for their offense. Quarterbacks careers have gone to just disintegrate. Die. Yeah, it's it's literally the worst franchise in the history of the NFL for quarterbacks. And he's like, ah, that's where I want to go. Why? I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, but here's the thing. Is, you know, they have some they have some decent weapons down there. They have a pretty damn good defense. They have good running backs. They have a good, like, I don't know. I Honestly, I'm not a fucking expert on offensive line ranking. But I'm assuming, I thought their offensive line was decent. And it's know? good enough like, to overall, get Chubb and the running backs. It's a yeah. Solid, Right, it's just a pretty solid team, and I want to say that like 
I want to say that their defense kind of it's like Miles Garrett is a, was a, as a more, more polarizing superstar on any defense or on on a defense compared to the Broncos, right? We don't have anybody like that right now necessarily. Yeah. Um, like well, that was he was like Arvon Miller, right? sure. But I I want to say that they're very similar to the Broncos defense where they had games where like they they didn't look great, but that's because the fucking offense was just sputtering. horrible and like. Defenses like like defenses that have really good statistics generally means that the offense is moving the football and not just going fucking three and out. Yeah, these guys are they get more rest. They have a way better pass rush. They're on the field less time for to get fucking exposed. You know, so um, I think it's kind of a similar situation to the Broncos almost. Um, you know, very similar. They're getting a good. They have a pretty good defense. They're getting a, an elite quarterback. And I think this makes the Browns competitive if, like you said, the Browns don't just become the place where quarterbacks go to die. Yeah, I, so. I, the part that's a little bit confusing for me in Deshaun Watson's decision-making process is like, I mean, okay, looking at the Browns' depth chart right now, yes, they just added Amari Cooper. Yes, their other receiver is Donovan Peoples-Jones. Their tight end is David and Joku, and then of course their starting running back they is Austin, they have Austin Hooper too, don't they? Um, I am not seeing him listed on the depth chart currently, but maybe uh, he's there. I don't know. I just want to look it up because I think he was with them last year, and he was—I'm pretty sure he was somewhat like elite as a tight end. Oh no, the he I. We will. In, we love to inform you on this show. One hour ago, yes, Ben said, Titans have agreed to a one-year deal with so Austin Hooper. So he's not, there you he's go. No longer there. But let me just let me just say this: If I'm Deshaun Watson and I have my choice of options or weapons, I guess Atlanta wouldn't have been a bad spot. Calvin Ridley's not there, at least for the season. I kind of forgot that Amari Cooper signed with the Browns. To be honest with you, and I thought that was a dumb signing initially because i thought they were still sticking with baker but even so looking at their offensive weapons okay nick chubb great running back kareem hunt also very solid mari cooper good running back i mean good wide receiver donovan peoples jones is like okay jakeem grant senior is listed as their third string receiver I just I don't feel like David and Joku's good. I don't know. I just maybe it's just because the Browns have been so fucking underwhelming offensively for just such a long time that I see star players go there or play there and I I automatically think or just like bump them down a whole letter grade because like of what their performance is going to be because maybe because they've had Baker Mayfield or I don't know if it's their offensive scheme or what the fucking deal is. But if they get now they have Deshaun Watson. They're going to have to drastically change how they play offensive football. Like completely throw out whatever they did with Baker and start start from fucking scratch. Because Deshaun Watson can run and he can run well. They're not going to design the whole offense around him running like they like the Ravens would with Lamar Jackson. But there can be more play action. There can be more throws on the run. There can be more rpos there can be more just overall spreading of the ball as opposed to baker where it's just like straight run straight run and then has to be 
uh, pocket pass. Like, Baker just can't. He could move a little bit, but not nearly as much as Deshaun Watson. And then on top of that, Deshaun Watson's arm is just fucking massive. Like, he throws rockets all over the field. I'm just curious to see if, A, he's going to play, and, B, how the Browns' offense play calling is going to change, how they're going to use weapons differently, because it's like, you're going to have to, dude. You're fucking... You're going to have to change it. Otherwise, Deshaun Watson will go to Cleveland like every other good quarterback has gone, and your career will fucking die, like literally die. And you don't want to see that from a guy like Deshaun Watson because he is so electric, you know? Well, and you know what? Like, what's crazy about Deshaun, and I think it's crazy is, like, that we don't necessarily think about is Deshaun has accomplished so much right away in his career um that you forget what type of fucking stats these guys can put up over a 20-year career you know like you you don't think about how like Peyton and Drew Brees and these guys have these accolades because dude we were watching fucking Drew Brees on the Chargers when we when I was a little ass kid I remember the Broncos playing and Drew Brees is their quarterback Mm -hmm. like he like I have talked to people that didn't even know Drew Brees was on the Chargers yep because that because that's how long he had played for because he'd always been the Saints quarterback to them. So it's it's just kind of crazy to think like I know that Dabo Sweeney said that I think Dabo's yeah, Dabo Sweeney said that he was that if you didn't draft the Sean Watson, you were missing out on the Michael Jordan. The Michael Jordan of football, potentially. Wow. That's a big so, yeah, it's a bold so statement. That, yeah. So I'm I'm pretty sure. Let me let me look that up real quick. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a Hey guys, really quickly want to interrupt to talk to you guys about SeatGeek. Shout out to SeatGeek for sponsoring. We recently became brand ambassadors for SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. They put a zero through 10 score on each ticket to know if you're getting a good deal or bad deal. Green being good, red being bad. Plus, our listeners right now get $20 off their first purchase with our code PHENOMFAM. All one word, all caps. P-H-E-N-O-M-P-H-A-N. Phenom fan with P-H for both. Click the link in our description to download the app. Remember, code Phenom fan to get $20 off your first order. Download the app now. You can't miss out on this deal. Go do it. That's a quote he said. So it's like, I think that Deshaun Watson is literally that good of, of a player. That like he could go and make the Texans look good, you know what I mean? Make them look really good. The Texans were, yeah. Look what the Texans were without him. You know, like people watch the Texans when Deshaun Watson plays. They were horrible before. They were horrible before. They're they have been horrible since he hasn't played for them. And while he played for them, they made the playoffs every fucking year. Like every year, they made the playoffs. Now I think it's different though because I don't like, dude. He had. He had, like, David Johnson at his peak, I thought. Or no, David Johnson, right? Or no, am I thinking of a different guy? I know they had he had DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins at his fucking have, peak. Like, I just feel had, like he uh, had... He didn't, have, he didn't have David Johnson at his peak. Because David Johnson was, was at his peak with the Cardinals. Cardinals, but he, broke David name. Johnson was on the Texans he, this year. That's he why came I came over. That. Yeah. yeah. He had... Um, he had, he, he had another decent receiver. He had DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre. He had did did he have Andre Johnson at all or no? Maybe. No, we're thinking of like he had, he had like Will Fuller. Yeah, maybe the weapons were great. I guess you know maybe they weren't. Maybe he's just super fucking dynamic and just gets, you know, 
makes plays Let's and go. blows Deshaun. up offense. So what is uh Texans what do you what 2018? 2018. Yeah, Texans yeah, 2017 roster maybe. I guess. That that, that was his like it's DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, Lamar Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller was actually a pretty good. Yeah, player. he was really good. Yeah, 973 he, he, he yards. Almost up for a thousand yards. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. So he was he was pretty good for them. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, 115 yeah. catches for 1500 yards, 11 touchdowns. He, I mean, like, yeah, he got fuck. force fed. Oh, and by then the way, and then they had JJ De- Watt. DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, yeah, they had a pretty good defense. Defense. DeAndre Hop. DeAndre Hopkins is. Uh, it's pretty funny. He's one of those guys that literally pushes off every single time to the point where the official would be like, well, I can't fucking throw a flag on every single play. DeAndre Hopkins. Like if you ever watch, yeah, dude, watch DeAndre Hopkins play. He's the most physical cheating ass receiver. <laughs> fucking freak hands, obviously great route runner. Yeah. But when he gets that separation, he pushes, he gets, he pushes off. He gets called for offensive pass interference all the time. But, um, he just like, shoves everybody. I, I swear it. It's the, the the official is like, like, am I really just going to be on national television throwing fourteen flags in a row? Yeah. Also, so, anyway, the the Browns defense is good, but looking back on this team that Deshaun Watson took to the playoffs as a wild card team, or it looks like they won the AFC South in two thousand eighteen and eleven and five. Dude, in in two thousand eighteen, Deshaun Watson. We talked about the offensive weapons he had. Their defense had J.J. Watt with sixteen sacks. Whitney Merciless was a great linebacker. Zach Cunningham. Uh, Jade- it's a J- great name, by the way. Zach Cunningham. Merciless. Oh, Whitney Merciless. I'm yeah. Merciless. Yeah. Uh, Jadavion Clowney. Jadavion Clowney was on that defense with nine sacks. And then their secondary featured uh, Justin Reed, Tyron Matthew, and Kareem Jackson, who all who combined well, for good. who combined for s- seven interceptions. Uh, as a secondary like like that's a really good fucking defense like a really really good defense i know the browns have good players but i don't i just i don't know man it's just a weird it's weird i i don't think i have the browns i don't know and then and then you look at like i'm about to say i was about to say deshaun watson going to the browns doesn't win that Deshaun Watson going to the Browns doesn't win them that division. But then you look at that fucking division. The Steelers aren't going to win the division. The Ravens didn't look good last year. And who's the last team in the AFC North? The Bengals. So yeah, the Bengals, yeah. They're all right. So the Bengals are solid too, but like... That's... I mean, I think it'll be a three-way race, but I don't, I don't know if this just guarantees the Browns win this division. I mean, for God's no, sake, the Bengals no, just not, went to the fucking Super Bowl. We the Bengals, yeah, just, we haven't seen, and we ha- go ahead. And it's just another, it's another Heisman-winning quarterback, but and we haven't seen him play in a year. When I don't, not saying that he's not going to be fucking dynamic and, and still, I, it's just weird when you have like, it's just that recency bias with sports is fucking live and well in every single person people forget about you when you haven't been in the league for a minute or you haven't done anything for them lately yep you know you like you see it all the time in baseball guys guys will hit fucking 30 home runs and then be like out of the league in like three years uh-huh like two years you know 
and like they could be elite. So it's like, uh, I definitely don't think that this guarantees anything. Like you said, the Bengals just went to the Super Bowl. I do think that this this Browns team though has some serious potential. Obviously, um, yeah, it's just like if I, they don't change how they be, fucking play, they're gonna lose still. You know, yeah. you know, and make Baker Mayfield look really shitty, as if fucking Deshaun Watson comes in. And it takes the Browns to like the like the chip the, the, the AFC, AFC championship, championship yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Um, but here's that quote actually. By the way, here's what Dabo Sweeney said about him. Dabo Sweeney said, "Speaking ahead of the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, Sweeney said Tuesday that the Cleveland Browns or any other team would be passing up the opportunity to draft Michael Jordan." Should they overlook the Tigers quarterback? Wow. And there's there's a video of that. You could probably post that online. But, but um Yeah, so that's that is some high praise. And then that's funny that he said, was were the who was the number one overall pick that year? Was it not? Uh Deshaun Watson was Deshaun? he was drafted in the 2017 NFL draft. What pick was he like number eight or something? Uh, 2017 NFL draft first overall pick was Miles Garrett, which isn't a bad, not a bad pick, dude. Look at this draft. Look at this draft, though. Look at and was right there chasing the, right there chasing the sack record. So yeah, but But, look at this set. Look at uh, the look at these draft picks, though, dude. Miles Garrett went first. Mitch Trubisky went second, and then and then the San Francisco, uh took solomon thomas third overall from stanford jacksonville took leonard fournette and then tennessee took Corey davis fifth overall oh my god uh that's fucking it it was deshaun six listen it gets worse oh it gets worse let's go jamal okay this is this is gonna be a fucking tiktok dude this is like now we have to fucking now we got to dive into this what draft was this? 2017, I said. 2017 NFL draft order. First overall to the Cleveland Browns, Miles Garrett. Okay, right, we can live with that. Second overall to the Chicago Bears, Mitch Trubisky. Ouch. That that stings. Third overall at San Francisco, maybe they didn't need a quarterback. They had Alex Smith maybe or I don't know who. But third overall to the San Francisco 49ers was Solomon Thomas, defensive end from Stanford. Okay. He's played a bunch of games. He's, you know, been, looks like a contributor. Fourth overall, Jacksonville took Leonard Fournette. I like that pick. It's not a bad pick. That's That guy was probably the top running back coming out of college that year from LSU. Good pick. Fifth he overall. Looked, yeah, he looked, he looked under. Yeah. Fifth overall, Tennessee takes wide receiver Corey Davis from Western Michigan. Corey Davis is like a good receiver, but my God, he is not a fifth overall draft pick, especially considering who he went in front of. Sixth overall to the New York Jets, Jamal Adams. Seventh overall to the Chargers, Mike Williams. Mike Williams is like way better than Corey Davis. Way better. Yeah. Eighth overall, granted he hasn't he hasn't stayed healthy. Carolina Panthers took Christian McCaffrey. Eighth overall. Lovely. Lovely. Ninth overall, the Cincinnati Bengals, Jared, took John Ross, wide receiver from oh Washington. God. From the oh. <laughs> from Washington. The, a 
a putt returner basically yeah yep he's just really fast it's because he ran that fucking 40 yes in the who the Bengals have andy dalton they still have Dalton. Dalton yeah yeah then it's gonna be the truth then 10th overall to the kansas city chiefs quarterback by the name of patrick mahomes ever heard of him uh no i think he ended up being like a bench guy (laughs) yeah backup 11th overall to New Orleans Saints. Granted, they had Drew Brees, right? They're not looking for a quarterback, but they took Marshawn Lattimore. It's a pretty good pick. I mean, I like Marshawn Lattimore. He's, he's solid. Yeah, he's, he's a good boy. And then 12th overall to the Houston Texans, quarterback Deshaun Watson from Clemson. So Deshaun Watson went 12th overall, and guys like Mitch Trubisky, Solomon Thomas, Corey Davis, John Ross all went before Deshaun Watson in the 2017 draft. That's fucking bad. That's bad. And apparently, according yeah. to your Dabo Sweeney quote, that that's 11 teams that passed on the potential Michael Jordan of the NFL. No, no, it's pretty funny about that quote specifically is that he said that the Cleveland Browns, he quoted the Cleveland Browns or any other team. Here's the, I don't know why I need to, I didn't watch this video. Dabo Sweeney. Let me see. Dabo Uh, Sweeney. Let me see. Uh, I'm I'm listening to it right now. Deshaun Watson. Uh, Uh, What did he say? I'm curious. Now I'm really curious. Now I'm really curious. Because well, it's just, there's no fucking way. That... He, he said, he didn't say that, he didn't say the Cleveland Browns, but what he meant, the reason that they referenced the Cleveland Browns in this article is because they had the number one overall pick. Yeah. So he said, he's, he's saying that anybody. And they've already missed, they had already missed on it, so many quarterbacks in Cleveland, you know, too. So he was yeah. like, don't. He goes. He goes, he goes, I don't know much. I'm just an old funky college coach. He goes, but anybody that passes on D- Deshaun Watson, he goes, is passing on Michael Jordan. Wow. That's what he said. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's so, serious. That's serious allegation. You know, not allegation, but, you know. And the fact that they passed on him, though, don't, don't you think that, like, it's kind of funny that he ends up going back there? They might have. They, pick, pick. they might have. It's might've, in the back of their head. I bet it is. 100% I bet it is. Yeah, so Deshaun Watson to the Browns, he gets traded, signs immediately signs a five-year, $230 million fully guaranteed contract. That is, I think it's 46 a year. Let me pull out the calculator. 230 divided by five, $46 million per season from the Cleveland Browns to Deshaun Watson. Fully guaranteed. He's going to see every dollar of that $230 million and that makes me want to fucking vomit 46 million dollars uh hey ryan and he hasn't even played by the way in two made, years if you made if you made a hundred thousand dollars a year you're doing pretty well without without spending it or being taxed on it after or how about this after tax if you made a hundred thousand dollars a year it would take you 460 years longer than the u.s has been around to make how much money deshaun watson will make in one season one season 
in the NFL. Yeah. One season. That fucking, that, if that doesn't make you want to put your hand in the garbage disposal right now, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of a lot of money and guys getting moved, uh, Devontae Adams, Green Bay Packers wide receiver, not anymore. Devontae Adams said, I'm not going to play under the franchise tag. Uh, I don't want to be on the Packers if you guys are going to fucking franchise tag me. I know Aaron Rodgers is here, but fucking trade me. And they were like, okay, you're traded. And they sent him to the to the Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders, for a first-round pick and a second-round pick is what it looks like. And similar to the Deshaun Watson situation, Devontae Adams gets traded to the Las Vegas Raiders and immediately signs a five-year, $140 million contract. That's that's Jared, five year, hundred and forty one million. That's ninety million dollars less for the same number of years. <laughs> ninety million less to De- to Devonte Adams for the same amount of time. Five year contract. Uh, he will make an average of twenty eight point two five million per year and become the new highest paid wide receiver in the history of the National Football League. So, yeah, you know, he's, he's weird. Earned it. He's definitely earned it, but also similar to Deshaun Watson. It's a weird fucking trade. Uh, I would have never pegged him to go to the Las Vegas Raiders. I think he's a great quarter, a uh, great wide receiver. But is Derek Carr going to get the most out of Devontae Adams? No, no, not even close. I'd like Derek Carr. But why wouldn't he just like okay, Derek Carr last season threw the ball to Hunter Renfro mm, probably somewhere between forty and seventy five times a game last season. And that's like we don't exaggerate, so that's like actual stats. It's around that number ballpark. Forty to seventy five times, anywhere in between that. I think on the low end, forty yeah. times a game. On the high end, seventy five yeah. times a game. That's that's true. Yeah. They still have they still have Hunter Renfro. Now they have Devonte Adams. Who, if I were Devonte Adams, I would have stayed at Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers is the fucking quarterback. He loves you. He's gonna throw the ball to you 134 times a game. And now the Raiders might run into a fucking issue where it's like, are we utilizing Devonte as much as we should be? Are we utilizing? Hunter Renfro as much as we should be. Are we running the ball enough with Josh Jacobs? I don't know what they're going to do in, in Vegas. But one thing I do know for sure, Jared, also is Devontae Adams is going to the Las Vegas Raiders and they could still very, very easily miss the playoffs. Very easily. In fact, I think they will miss the playoffs, even with Devontae Adams. Because that division, as we've already touched on, is so fucking loaded. And now the pack the the Raiders got better, but just one receiver better. I don't know if that's enough for the t- the Raiders as a team to make the fucking playoffs or even compete in that division. Because it just got announced also, by the way, that Juju Schmidt Juju Smith Schuster is signing with the Kansas City Chiefs. So the Chiefs are still fucking loaded. And the Broncos have Russell Wilson and the Chargers have Justin Herbert and 
So adding Devontae Adams to the Raiders, I don't think that's enough to put them over the edge and even get them in the playoffs. I don't know about you, Jared, but that's where I stand. That uh, The division's just too much for them, I think. But you know what? That actually does kind of piss me off. I didn't really think about it. I saw that he went to the Raiders, and I was just thinking about, like, I don't know. I was just thinking about how that was kind of, it was kind of weird. It did seem like, it did seem funky to choose. It just, he just doesn't feel like a Raider really, but now right. he does. But now that he's a Raider, he feel, does feel like a Raider actually. But like, he's just a Green Bay guy. Green Bay guys and Raiders are like, they're just like a different player. <laughs> I don't know why. Once you play for the Raiders, I just feel like, I don't know. You just have like a stank to you. you You're know? just a little bit grimy. After you, uh, yeah, you just, yeah, exactly. But like, just the anything that's owned by the Davises, you know, it's just, yeah, like, like, eh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, everyone, they just, they were always that kind of like the cheap shot team, you know, like the, the, the bad boys in a weird way. Yeah, they've always, um, they've always been like that. Yeah. So, but I, I don't love that he's in the division now. So, like, that, if, if that isn't somehow an electric combo, um, but you know, at the same time, like you said, I, this it's too much. You could add fucking the three best receivers on that team, and you like the quarterback play is going to be. Yeah, like bigger. I, I don't hate Derek Carr. I think he's a good quarterback, but I don't think he is Aaron fucking Rodgers. So I just don't understand why yeah. he wouldn't try to prioritize staying in Green Bay. He's he knows it. He's lived there. Everyone loves him. He's gonna get fucking targeted a billion times a game. Why wouldn't he just stay? I just maybe it's weird. Maybe he likes part. Maybe he likes parting. And also, there's no. The, the like no state income tax or whatever. Also, maybe so, maybe the you know the the Packers are like oh franchise tag and also we're just like probably not going to give you that much money and the Raiders are like we can so it's probably Derek, money. Derek Carr was his Derek Derek Carr was his college quarterback though wasn't he? Maybe was he? Devonta Adams went to. So. Um, I'm pretty sure Derek Carr was his college quarterback. Their car went to Fresno. Did Devontae Adams go to Fresno? Yes, he did. So they did they play together though, or did they miss each other? Uh uh Devontae Adams is twenty nine, so it's just how old's Derek Carr? I don't know. Derek Carr is thirty, so they had to have played with each other. Yeah. Um, reunion. Uh, he says Devonte Adams reunion with Derek Carr gives Raiders an elite wide receiver. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so that's that's some, that's kind of an interesting thing as well. So it's like there's a, there's definitely some things leading. Uh, all the attention's obviously on Aaron Rodgers, you know. So like, Devonte could never be like the real franchise player, I guess. Yeah. With it, with Aaron Rodgers there, like you know, you have like an NFL legend. Also, all the money is probably being focused. It was kind of Aaron Rodgers' team, and then you have the fact that there there's no state income tax, and Derek Carr's his college QB. It all kind of fucking adds up, you know, why he chose the Raiders. Actually, yeah, they're both in the set 2011 Fresno State football roster. That's pretty fucking crazy. Derek Carr is quarterback. Devontae Adams is, yeah, damn, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, so Devontae Adams to the Raiders. The Raiders. Uh, so that's, you know, it's been a pretty active NFL uh, week. 
and off season so far. Brady's back. Russell Wilson of the Broncos. Fucking. Oh, by the way, Von Miller to the Buffalo Bills. Big old contract. Big, big contract. Not a whole lot of guarantee. So yeah. like, it's pretty incentive. It's pretty incentive based. That's kind of typically what you see with a uh, player that's getting a little bit older. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't mind that contract. I just think it's maybe a little too much. I think Von Miller is getting to the point in his career where he's very complimentary, meaning he needs pieces around him to allow him to be one on one, or you know, so that he doesn't get all the attention. Maybe that's going to be the case in. Uh, maybe that's going to be the case in Buffalo, but I, I don't know. I don't know. So. Uh, that was pretty, you know, pretty wild week in the NFL. Uh, moving on to Major League Baseball, bunch of free agent signings: Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers, Chris Bryant to the Rockies, Seiya Suzuki to the Cubs, Kyle Schwarber to the Phillies, Rizzo to the Yankees, Luke Voigt got traded to the Padres, Matt Chapman got traded to the Blue Jays, Amir Garrett got traded to the fucking Royals. Uh, we don't have to call, you know, talk too much about these guys because there's still a few that are unsettled. Uh, with Correa is still a free agent, Trevor Story still a free agent, Nick Castellanos, Michael Conforto. This guy still don't, these guys still don't have teams yet. But on a general scale, Jared, I don't know if you've seen the the pictures. I don't know if you've seen the reports. Uh, obviously, when you hear Freddie Freeman's going to the Dodgers, it sucks. But when you see yeah. him, when you see him walk out of the spring training facility and onto the field, and he's smiling and he's got the fucking Dodgers jersey on, of course you want to be happy for a guy like Freddie Freeman because he's a great guy and a great player. But it's like, mm-hmm. but it's like now you're a fucking Dodger now, man. Yeah, now it's like I don't really like you it's that like, much, and that kind of sucks. It's like selling your it's like selling your soul, you know. It's the same reason. It's the same reason why we said the fucking we don't really like the rock as much anymore. It's just everywhere, you know. It's like, like I don't know. Yeah. There's something about something about going going out to L.A. You just become a fucking. You just become a plastic person. And then Freddie Freeman was. It felt like such an odd, like you know. Yeah, he's super a, authentic. He's a, he's a brave, authentic guy. He's got his fucking kid with him all the time. Now he's gonna fucking probably get Botox and a fucking. A plastic jaw yeah he's gonna get a boob job <laughs> yeah he's gonna get yeah he's gonna get his tits done and he's gonna get botox <laughs> yeah and, and he's gonna he's gonna be at every club yeah every it's night. just it just doesn't it, seem it, like it, he fits that's just, that's just la guys <laughs> yeah it just doesn't seem like he Maybe fits the doesn't seem like he fits the la kind of vibe either but yeah i don't know it just no. sucks it just sucks to see him on the Dodgers because if you're not a Dodgers fan you generally don't like the Dodgers and everybody even if they weren't fans of the Braves were still a fan of Freddie Freeman he was a great guy yeah excellent player and now it's hard to root for Freddie Freeman now because it's like oh man I hope Freddie Freeman all-star MVP candidate does well on a team that's all all-stars at MVP candidates. Like, I don't... Yeah. I wanted him to do so much better on the Braves because he wasn't on a lineup that featured five MVPs on a team that had five MVPs, fucking four Cy Youngs, 
12 all-stars yeah. unlimited payroll now it's like i don't really want freddie freeman to do well of course i'm a padres fan and yeah. that's bias but i don't feel like a lot of people want freddie freeman i feel like a lot of people agree with me in that sense where it's like th this sucks it's not good for baseball yeah. it's not good for baseball freddie freeman going to the dodgers that's what no, i think it's, it really isn't no i agree with you i, I totally agree with you it's like it's it's actually bad for baseball it's it's just a fucking it's just the yankees of the west it's just all they are yeah it's hats off to freddie the yankees of the west they're yeah get, you got paid yeah hats Which, off what, you know what's fucking weird the weird the weird thing about it is the 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 olsen that olsen's contract was just like the value is really similar like obviously not, maybe not like annual value but like the overall money was pretty damn similar wasn't it I think it was like but 160 and one's 160 and 180, but uh Freeman was a little bit shorter term. Yeah, it was like five years versus five years versus Olsen's was eight. But also I saw reports that the Braves only called up on Freddie Freeman like twice in the entire offseason. They called two times. So maybe it was their plan all along. Maybe their plan would have been different had they not just won the World Series. I think that has a lot to do with it because they got everything they could out of Freddie Freeman and then they won the World Series and now they're moving on. But here's what I'll say. Good for Freddie Freeman for getting his bag, securing his paycheck. Of course, I would never wish any harm upon him as a player or as a person, but now I will not be rooting for him. And that sucks. And I think a lot of people agree with me on that perspective that it sucks that he's on the Dodgers. It sucks for everybody except for the fucking Dodgers. But that sucks for everybody. So, yeah, nobody, that's, that's the fucking, yeah, that's the worst part. It's like, like when, you know how exciting it is when your team gets a, a big free agent. I mean, I will say the Padres, Padres have signed some big guys. You get like, oh, yeah. No, I don't disagree. Obviously, yeah. you guys, obviously you, you hate Eric Hosmer. Or you think it's a horrible? But we project. signed yeah, him. Awesome. No, we I signed understand. him. I, I, you signed when you signed him. It seemed cool, right? Of course, it was a cool. Yeah, guy to get. big name. You guys got you know, you, you guys get uh, Machado, you know, Blake Snell, you Dar, you Darvish, Machado. Right? We signed Machado to a monster Machado. deal. So, so you've had that. Uh, yeah, you've had that experience. You know where it's like awesome, but it's the fucking Dodgers. It's every season. See, but it's, Jared, it's like, see, but Jared, like, do you know why it was like, awesome though? You know that why? moment when the Broncos when the Broncos got Peyton. That moment when the Broncos got Peyton, how fucking thrilled I was. They get that every year with somebody. Well, that's what I'm trying to say is, you know why it was awesome for me as a Padres fan when we signed those big guys? Because we didn't have good players and we were a bad team. And we knew at that moment that our team was going to become a better team with a, the addition of one guy. The, the Dodgers adding Freddie Freeman takes them from a World Series team competing for a National League championship and making the World Series to now, Jared, I'm going to write this down so that we can remember this. If the Dodgers do not win the World Series this season, It will be, in my opinion, one of the greatest disappointments and failures in the history of baseball. 
if they don't win the World Series. Right? You have teams from like the late 90s, early 2000s, New York Yankees, where you look through that lineup and you go, Derek Jeter, Jorge Posada, Bernie Williams, Paul O'Neill, Tito Martinez, Roger Clemens, Andy Pettit, like these team, Mariano Rivera. And you look at that team and you go, if this team doesn't win the World Series, I'd be really surprised. But there's other really good teams. And of course, the Yankees won three World Series in a row. If the Dodgers don't win the World Series this season, probably next season, and the season after that, I would be disappointed if I was a Dodgers fan. And especially this season. Granted, this season they have Turner on his last year of his deal. Kershaw's on a one-year deal. So on and so on. But when you have that lineup and you don't win the World Series, that would be an utter failure on behalf of the Dodgers. And I hope they don't. Trust me, I hope they don't. But it's looking like the road to the fucking World Series goes to the Dodgers. And that sucks. It sucks for baseball. I think you, everybody would agree with that. So, Freddie Freeman of the Dodgers, we can bitch about it all day long, but it is what it is. Guess what? Go play baseball. Who the fuck knows, man? Somebody gets hurt on the Dodgers. Another guy gets traded, this and that. Another team might step up. I mean, for fuck's sake, the Giants last year were expected to be a nobody, and they, they had a better record than the Dodgers last year. So, might be uh, maybe another t- team steps up like that, but... Freddie Freeman, the Dodgers, a few other guys um, to a couple other destinations. We'll get into that on our baseball show here. But two two more things we wanted to touch on. First of all, Jared, March Madness is, go- is ongoing as we speak. Day one of the tournament had a shit ton of upsets, and I don't think just about anybody picked New Mexico State. No, I wouldn't say that. Some people picked New Mexico State to beat UConn. Just as we were recording this podcast, six seed Alabama lost to 11 seed Notre Dame. But yesterday, St. Peter's beat Kentucky, which was far and away the biggest upset of the day. Although a lot of people had Iowa going pretty deep in their bracket and Iowa lost as a five seed to Richmond, a 12 seed. So looking at the bracket, Jared, St. Peter's beating Kentucky, uh, UConn winning, um, Iowa losing. How uh, how is the bracket looking? So how are the no, multiple fine. brackets? <clears throat> As is the case, I'm sure with everybody, it's just complete dog shit now. Mine's but trash. there's 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 17 perfect bra- brackets left. I you know what what's fucked up is any of the upset like kind of like fringe ones or upsets that I tried to pick didn't work out so when you when you try to mix a few in there that you're like kind of like they're kind of coin flip coin flip games but like you know one team's betting wise would be plus 130 the other one's minus 110 whatever it is right Mm -hmm. you try to pick those plus 130s a couple times and all of those ones lose and then the fucking huge upsets happen plus 700 or like or or like even like i had alabama you know i have alabama or like i had san francisco I had like some teams that I just picked where I was like, okay, or I had USC. USC just lost. Yep. Um, just a bunch of teams were like, like you mix in the couple ones that you're th- feeling like you're are gonna make you different, and those ones go wrong, and then the like the ones that seem chalk, yeah, the, the chalkier picks go wrong as well. That bracket is fucking 
busted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, not that we, anybody thought that they had a chance to make a perfect bracket because it never happens, but it is it is crazy to see these upsets. I mean, I don't think a person on this fucking planet... Well, it sounds like 15 people did. Sounds like 15 people picked no. Kentucky to lose no. to St. Peter's. No, that, see what that is, is that's the fucking people that are way too into it and they make 200 brackets and there's a bunch of those out there. Yeah, there's not a fucking person on this planet that said St. Peter's is going to win that game. There's just nobody. I don't believe and, it. Besides and, the parents, believed it. besides the parents of the players, and even those people, like you said, there's a difference between between being like, yeah, we're the parents of St. Parent uh, St. Peter's kids. Yeah, we're beating Kentucky today. Okay, yeah, you can say that. Do you actually believe that you guys are going to beat Kentucky? You actually believe it? No, they don't believe it. They're just saying it around their fucking other kids so that they don't think their parents are bad parents. But at the end of the day, they didn't fucking believe that. And and they did. So, hey, man, good for uh, good for St. Peter's. Good for them. March Madness is fun. We love it. Bets have been, you know, okay so far. We hit a couple. I had a parlay or two yesterday. Uh, today hit the first four games, so it was feeling pretty good. But I'm sure that will just fall apart as nice. the season unfolds. Jared, uh, Jared's over there just hitting 52 leg fucking same game parlays. Um, but we'll get into that uh, at another time, but just pretty standard. Just sta- yeah. Standard procedure. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the last thing, Jared, you know, a video, a video went around. It happened on, let's see, March 16th. So it happened a couple days ago. A couple days ago, the Timberwolves were playing the Lakers. And the Lakers have been bad this year. Bad, bad, bad. Stinky bad. And LeBron's been good. LeBron's had a couple big games. But time was winding down in the first half. Lakers were down by 19 points to the Minnesota Timberwolves before half. And things are unfolding in a way where it's not going for the Lakers, obviously. Crowd is in the momentum. You know, the momentum and the crowd is in favor of Minnesota being the game being in Minnesota. Lakers are struggling. LeBron James, for whatever reason, is down towards the back end of the court with the action on the other side. He's bent over, hands on his knees, just tired, probably just tired of having to deal with the fucking Lakers being bad. We all know LeBron's a great player. Russell Westbrook has just been throwing up fucking cement bricks the entire season but to be down by it looks like 18 points to the timberwolves in that situation i don't think he ever expected himself to be down by that many points i don't expect i don't think he expected patrick beverly to be firing up the crowd and walking around the court with his Nuts dragging on the ground. But the statement that was made by somebody on social media that I saw and resonated with me is in that video, Jared. Patrick Beverly is circling the court while Anthony Edwards is shooting free throws. That's why LeBron was on the back end of the court. But Patrick Beverly's circling the court and he walks up to LeBron and he's smiling at him. Like he's just grinning ear to ear as the crowd goes crazy and the momentum's in in favor of the Timberwolves and he kind of flexes in LeBron's face 
and then comes kind of to the side of him and gives him a pat on the ass. And I saw somebody send out a tweet that said, could you imagine somebody doing this to Michael Jordan? And I thought that right there, the thought that goes through people's heads of what would have happened if somebody did that to Michael Jordan or for fuck's sake, even Kobe Bryant, that should settle the debate right then and right there of who the best basketball player of all time is right then and right there. Because nobody denies LeBron James is an exceptional talent, arguably the greatest of all time. But could you imagine, Jared, somebody like a defensive player like that coming up to Michael Jordan, smiling in his face, flexing, and then giving him a pat on the ass? First of all, Michael Jordan right then and there would have killed him, like actually murdered Patrick Beverly on the court, punched him in the face, as many times as he could before he got pulled off. And if he didn't do that, Jared, he would have immediately got the ball. They were down by, in this case, it looks like, uh, you know, like I said, 19 points. Michael Jordan would have single-handedly ensured that they would have not lost that game and maybe not lost a game the rest of the fucking season. I know basketball's different. I know nowadays you need a superstar team to compete. You need a few guys that are, top five, top 10 in the league. But I thought that was LeBron essentially giving up. That was his, that was waving the white flag. Didn't fight back at all. Lakers got blown out for like the fucking fifth time in the last two weeks. And it's, it's sad. They get fucking smoked. But yeah, Lakers just get fucking spanked. But I don't know how how you how you you know would think a guy like that would be would respond to something like that, Jared. But I would I just I know Kobe and I know Michael Jordan would not have let that happen. For they wouldn't have let the they wouldn't have let it get to that point anyways. But even if it did for whatever reason, and Patrick Beverly or somebody like Patrick Beverly felt empowered enough to smile ear to ear, walking up to him, flex, and then give him a pat on the ass. Oh my God, those guys would have. It would have been ugly for the other team. Yeah, I, I, uh, I saw Pat Beverly do that shit, and and honestly, I fucking kind of hate Patrick Beverly. Oh no, I I really hate Patrick. No, I don't. I don't like him either. I'm just saying, it's more so a focus on the. But it could have been anybody. Like anybody could have done that. Of course, Patrick Beverly is a guy who has the fucking balls to do something like that. But yeah. 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 No, it was, uh, I saw, I saw that and I just fucking hate that, man. I hate like, and, and you know what, if you're, if you did that to Russ, I don't know it was, if it was to LeBron, um, I, LeBron's still playing hard. LeBron's still putting up fucking big numbers. He, even when, as shitty as the situation is, he's, I thought he's actually handled himself pretty, pretty well for how bad that team is. I agree. He's playing hard. He's, he's still the leader and he's got fucking Westbrook man and Russell Westbrook I'm fucking tired of these smug ass arrogant like comments by the, some of these NBA players that are like fading kind of and Russell Westbrook is one of them it's like hey man you haven't fucking done anything lately like you haven't done anything in a, in a while you are shooting you you're one of the worst fucking shooting like like actual jump shots in the league like, yeah you can score because you're explosive and you, you can get to the rim but watching you shoot like I've seen better fucking shots walking at Wash Park. 
I'm not, and I'm not kidding when I say that. I'm, people yeah. that actually have a better jump shot. And I'm like, I, you're just a freak athlete. You can jump. So I don't like when you, when you're arrogant and smug. And somebody somebody walked by him and talked a little shit to him the other day. And like, I think it was Reggie Jackson. They were playing the Clippers. And Reggie Jackson fucking flexed on Russell. And I'm like, hey, Russell, guess what? Reggie Jackson's a better player than you now. You Take your MVPs and go hang out in a fucking, in your trophy room if, if you can't handle the current state of the league. Because Reggie Jackson is a confirmed better player than you are right now. And I would take, I, and 100%, and I, and I stand by that. I would, I would take Reggie Jackson for the, um, from the Clippers, 100% would take him over um, Westbrook. <laughs> That's what his name should be wet, changed to legally. Wet bricks. It goes up wet. Yeah, wet bricks. <laughs> that throws up wet bricks. You build a house. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. I'm just. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think LeBron. I think LeBron has. Right. It's it's a question of like, well, what the fuck is he supposed to do? Right. Like, what's he supposed to do? Mm-hmm. I think in that situation. Fight him. Well, no, dude. Seriously, in that situation, I think Lakers fans would have been like. Would have been more happy if he would have done something than just take it from Patrick Beverly of all people. You know what I mean? Like I think, yeah, I think Lakers fans would have been if he would have just gotten his face or pushed him or anything. He doesn't have to fight him or doesn't have to get ejected or suspended, but just stick up for yourself a little bit. But I just thought it was such a, it was just a very uh, sad moment because LeBron is a great competitor and a great player. But to see him kind of just roll over like that was pretty sad. It's pretty sad in my opinion. It sucks because now it's like the end of his career. And now I feel like he spent more time this season talking about how he's going to be able to work out playing with his son than he has on trying to fucking play in the NBA and win a fucking, uh, you know, a championship. Which, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, that's going to do it, Jared. Kept it to an hour, covered a lot of different topics. I'm assuming by the next time we talk, the NFL will be chilled out just a fucking little bit. I mean, my God, how how much more shit can unravel? But it's fun. It's fun to talk about. The NFL is is wild. Major League Baseball is back. Uh, Not regular season, but we got some spring training games going on right now, which is pretty fun. And, uh... The NBA is winding down. March Madness is keeping us entertained. And we're creeping up on uh, M- NBA playoffs. It should be fun. So, either way, yeah. we appreciate you guys tuning in. We love you guys. We appreciate the support, as always. And, uh, Jared, on, on behalf of our brackets, we want to just say, you know, we're with you. Because I'm assuming anybody that's listening to this has also a bracket that has been busted. Busted bracket. So. <laughs> busted. <laughs> Gargle it up. So. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys, to the Phenomenal Fan Podcast. Check us out on social media. And um, if you're betting on basketball, bet the over because it's more fun. That's all we really care about. So. We'll catch you guys on another episode. Be sure to tune into our other shows as well. And Jared, it's been a pleasure. Ciao.